Welcome to my podcast, The Lyrical Singer's Life, the English version. My name is Barbara Marie-Louise Pavelka, and today I want to tell you about the allegory of mercy. In my research, I have come across various images of mercy. The ancient form of representation was a breastfeeding woman, so mercy nourishes her children. Another picture that comes to my mind is the Merciful Father, this wonderful painting by Rubens, which can be seen in the original in St. Petersburg in the Hermitage. But what does mercy mean? We tend to confuse mercy with a certain kind of indifference or compassion. The kind of indifference, I mean, is the understanding that if someone has done something real, nonsense. And it would be just that a punishment follows to refrain from doing it. This is actually grace or it is this way of sweeping something under the carpet or doing something out of compassion. I hope you understand what I mean. But mercy has nothing to do with indifference nor really with compassion. Compassion is a feeling but mercy is not. But mercy is a trait of character for which compassion is not necessary. It is a generosity that is not needy. In Christianity there are seven bodily works of mercy and seven spiritual works. The seven bodily works of mercy are to give the hungry something to eat, to give the thirsty something to drink, to dress the naked, to welcome the strangers, to visit the sick, to visit the prisoners and to bury the dead. The seven spiritual works of mercy are teaching the ignorant, to advise those who doubt rightly, to comfort the afflicted, to reprimand the sinners, to patiently endure the troublesome, to forgive those who insult you and to pray for the living and the dead. So much for the introduction to what mercy is. Now the question of how Mozart described them in this oratory. We now know that mercy and justice are sisters. Mozart concentrates particularly on the spiritual qualities of mercy. Interestingly, At first glance, it seems rather the ruthless. So the mercy and the justice discuss very long with the Christian spirit about his request and explain to him that her help is useless with this Christian. She admits that it is unfortunate to see so many souls perish, but clearly says that it is their own will. So she says, the first, greatest, even the most important commandment, to love the Lord and God with all one's soul, heart and strength, seems to be like a burden to her lazy mind. And likewise, they love the ignorance of the doctrine or their salvation and their obligation. With this, the mercy makes clear that she cannot help them if they themselves are not willing to listen. In her aria, she describes the state of souls 
with a very impressive picture. A fierce lion roars, filling the forest with anxiety, looking all around for robbery. But the hunter still wants to sleep, puts down the weird weapons, does not respect protection and help us. The fierce lion is the spirit of the world. He sneaks and sees who he can devour. And instead of the Christian hunter, who should actually know what is going on, he decides to sleep, not to look and not to defend himself and not to use his weapons. He does not use the means that would offer him protection, nor does he use the helpers. I find this image very strong because it shows not only that the world spirit is like a hungry lion, but that the Christian is actually a hunter, someone who should provide a natural balance. Not only does he not do his job, no, he even offers himself to the lion by laying down his weapons. In the further dialogue between Christ's spirit, justice and mercy, mercy makes clear that there are enough teachers who tell them the words and the truth, but do not want to hear them, do not want to listen to them, but agree to find the last resort. Only then does justice, by accepting mercy, decide to frighten the Christian in a dream so that he may wake up. How it ends and whether mercy and justice reach their goal with their means, you will learn in April at our performances. The first and very seldom performed oratory of Mozart, Die Schuldigkeit des ersten Gebots, the obligation of the first and foremost commandment, will be performed on the 12th and 13th of April 2019 at 7pm at the St. George Cathedral in the castle of Wiener Neustadt in Austria. On the 14th of April 2019 at 3pm in Vienna in the Maria Hilfe Church and on the 17th April at 7.30pm in the Kaisersaal in Heiligenkreuz in Lower Austria. You can reserve tickets via a lyrical singer's life at gmail.com and the official ticket selling will start soon. With the crowdfunding campaign, you receive the information via the email address mentioned above. It's worth taking a look at the show notes. There you will find additional information. For today, I wish you a wonderful evening, a good night and a wonderful morning whenever you're listening to this podcast.